Hey, this is the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Ricardo Hello. and Miguel. Hola. Uh, this time, we are debating, deliberating thoughts about driving while driving. The Mount Rushmore of said. Mm. Michael, you chose it. Why? Uh, I have been at my current job for a long time, um, going on 15 years. So I have been driving, relatively speaking, the same route to oh. and from work for a long time. Wow. And Half your um, life. Hmm? How old are you? I'm 22. Okay, so yeah. So since I was seven. Oh my God. I did that math really quickly. That's pretty so good, dude. <laughs> I didn't even see the fingers going. So I, uh, you know, you kind of get into the zone while you're driving. Yeah. Driving, I think I talked about this last week, is something that you are that needs a lot of your attention. You're mm-hmm. looking in front of you, behind you, you're paying attention to everybody at the same time. Yet at the same time, here in LA at least, you're often stuck in traffic and some, sometimes it's slow go. And um, sometimes you just have like long drives and you just have, you're there for a while. And spending so much time in your car, you know, it's a living environment and you just kind of start, not spacing out, but you start yeah. thinking about the other people on the road. Why are they doing the things they're doing? Yeah. Who am I in this car? What am I listening to? Just all the different. There's a lot of stuff that you know that, okay. that goes on in your head in your car about being in your car. And okay. I thought, uh, let's see what you guys think. All right. And I, Richard, scared. did you feel like you had a handle on this immediately? No, yes, I did not. In fact, okay. in our little uh, Facebook group that you guys are not a part of, listeners, our little secret cabal, when we how we make how we make the show basically. Um, I had to post, I don't know what this is about. I'm lost in the woods yeah. on this one. Once Michael explained it to me, felt you, much better about you it. You fell into place. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah. you realize all the thoughts that you did have. Oh my gosh. I got even just driving over here. Yeah. I changed one of them. Oh yeah. There you go. So there oh. we go. Wow. So that is one of them. Thoughts about driving <laughs> while, while driving. driving was one of my thoughts okay. about that. I had while driving. All right. Well, Give us your first one you want to share with us. All right. My first one is, you know what? I might like being a truck driver. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, so I do a lot honk, of... Honk, honk, my friend. <laughs> I have done a lot of long-distance drives. Big Red Richard. Yeah. You get that, the, the, got the truck lo- driver's tan with tan just the, the left arm. arm. Yeah. <laughs> Half of your face is melted off like a meal from RoboCop. <laughs> so I've done a lot of long distance drives over my life. You know, whether it was driving. Doom, 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 doom. Keep going. You start saying convoy. You know, whether it's going to my home near Fresno from LA or my wife's home in, oh, in yeah. San Jose or where her uh, parents, her mom lives now in Tucson. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or God knows how many Vegas trips I've done over the years. Um, and I don't mind it. I have no problem. I can drive for four or five hours, seven hours, ten hours straight mm. without needing, without feeling like, boy, I am wiped. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, everyone hits the wall at some point, but... Mm. I, I even don't put that on your application to be a truck driver. Everyone hits a wall at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, you know, Richard, up until just a second ago, I thought you was material uh, for covenant trucking, <laughs> covenant but nope. Trucking. <laughs> um, I just, 
even when I'm driving by myself, because a lot of those trips I take to the family, which is, is we've talked about on the show, the episode where we talked about uh, road trips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is more kind of the solo driving experiences that I've had. And, you know, I know that driving a big rig is about 20 times harder than driving my Kia. I've se- I understand this. Yeah. I've seen over the top and... Uh, um, <laughs> If that kid... <laughs> yeah, he teaches him to drive a truck in like 22 minutes. It's Lincoln Hawk or Hawk's kid. <laughs> he does teach Michael Hawk slash Hawks to drive it in 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, although he is like kind of a quasi-West Point graduate. So he's a smart kid too. Yeah, that's mm. true. Maybe he has more on, more, more on the ball than I would have. Oh. But I do feel... I, I, there are times where I have felt like, you know, maybe I would just enjoy being out on the open road. Yeah. Just... You know, spending four or five days out hauling stuff and then come back and get mm-hmm. you know, a week off or whatever. That could be great. Yeah. Which class of um, arm wrestling would you be in? Would you be in like the junior? I think I'd be in junior heavyweight. Junior heavyweight. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Is I the, love this. What, what is, do you see these gentlemen in the truck stop uh, eating the horrible food or blowing yes. up the porcelain? <laughs> and, or like, is there something about the lifestyle? Getting a blowy from yeah. a... <laughs> a lot lizard? No. I, no, it's not... Just, I don't think it's the lifestyle. The lifestyle would actually be something that would probably be a deterrent. Okay. And in all seriousness, I don't... I know people whose like parents were truck drivers. Yeah. And they didn't see their kid. You know, you'd go a couple weeks without seeing, seeing them, and then they'd see them for like four or five days, and then they'd be able to back off for another oh, okay. two weeks. Do you it seems think, like a hard life, a hard way to have a family. Yeah. Do you think... This is something I know nothing about. Do you think the interior of the big rig cab is so vastly improved from oh. what, what once imagines it from the 70s mm-hmm. and when Convoy and... Your uh, orangutan was in the... <laughs> sleeping <laughs> in the back. Well, I'm assuming... <laughs> now, now, assume that I have an orangutan. Yeah. Okay. If I'm going to be a truck driver. Oh, you got to give us a fun sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Or at least a fun dog with a cowboy hat on or something. Exactly. Like yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I imagine that just the interior of a truck is just so much vastly improved and mm-hmm. much more comfortable. And like, you know, I'm oh, sure that even navig- the tech- navigation and all that stuff must make it like a much, I'm not going to say easier thing, but it's probably a little bit more a comfortable ride. Than- you have, you have microwave, you have like plugs that you can plug, plug stuff into. So you can have like a microwave or a little mini uh, cooler or, you know, refrigerator, stuff like that. You've got DVD players, so you can watch your DVDs. I guess now probably people are just watching Netflix on their phones. But there's, I imagine that, I would imagine that it's easier to pass the time than Mm -hmm. it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay, uh, Winfield. Uh, My first driving thought is the best car to drive behind or to have drive behind you is your exact make, model, and year of car. Because you know the type of person that is in that car because they have chosen that car. They're not like driving up on you. They're not, they're, or they, or if you're in like a Mercedes, whatever the car is, and that person's trying to cut through traffic and you have a Mercedes, whatever, most likely you're trying to do the same thing. Okay. If you're driving a Hyundai Elantra GT, little hatchback car like me, my best friend is someone else in a Hyundai Elantra GT. Oh. I'm in their headspace. I know their sensibilities when they're buying a car. Mm-hmm. They're driving 65 to 68 miles an hour on the freeway. Yeah. They're not cutting. Th- I, I know this person. Okay. That's the kind of person I want in front of me. That's the kind of person I want in back of me. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So what that's happens, her novel. What happens if you're driving a car that you don't particularly like? 
Is that is like when I when I when we were a two PT cruiser family? Sure. Oh, I didn't know. Did I know you then? I don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Dub, they, wow. Was, oh, your collar was popped yeah. to that all they the did, time. That's true. They had two. They were part time cruising, but it equals one full time. Oh, full time yeah, cruiser. It's like having two part time jobs. An FT cruiser. Yeah. Okay. I, I did not particularly like the car, but it was the only thing we could afford at the time that was big enough for like family shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in that specific case, I don't think that would have worked because all I know is there's probably another sad bastard. In that PT Cruiser is just really disappointed in, oh. in where things are going. Hmm. I don't know. I I guess I I didn't. Uh... See if you're drawing up about was that Honda Aztec? What was that really ugly thing? Looked like a shoe. Yeah, it was the Aztec. Yeah, those cars. You would say, oh, you're suicidal too. Let's plow head on into the each other. Del Sol. Yeah, the, the Del Sol. The, yeah, the people who <laughs> want the convertible but also hate themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like if you have uh, making the life choice to buy a smart car. And you're driving behind another smart car. You know what that person's in for. You know that their speed is. You yeah. Know what they aren't or aren't hauling. They're not hauling family in it. They uh-huh. are. Big mamas and big papas pizzas. It's, it's them and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that there is a certain mentality to the type of car you drive when you have a more a car that choice you, yeah, or something like that. Uh, you know, because I'm, let's say I'm driving down the freeway and there is like a big F-150 truck that is just driving way too fast for the time of day yeah. right behind me. And it just feels like, man, if there's someone in another Hyundai Elantra, they, mm-hmm. they're they not doing this. Yeah. I just, just pass, just pass me at this point. Right. Let's, let's end the charade. Okay. Um, and Freddie, what's the second one? Right. My second one is, should there be an age limit on driving? Like some sort of max? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want this to turn into an '80s stand-up bit. Yeah, but when I'm on, and I'm not someone who speeds particularly or mm-hmm. is an aggressive driver, but when you get stuck behind the old, the person who can barely see over the steering wheel at this point, yeah, with the Coke bottle glasses, yeah, and they're going 20 miles under the the speed limit and kind of swerving, they're impaired. It, Exactly. They are not they are not the same versions of themselves as they were the last time they took the driving test. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Do you think they have a relative who is hoping that they will soon meet their demise and they're trying to encourage them encourage to drive them, to try yeah. and collect insurance collect money? Some is that kind what you're saying? Of, yeah. Possible. Okay. Um, I think more it's more likely that they don't have anyone, otherwise they would have somebody driving them around. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's also a certain um, internal stubbornness, and I think um, one gets to a certain age and they want their own independence and this refusal mm-hmm. to give it up. You know, I'm driving myself to the pornography store <laughs> <laughs> to buy some pornography. I want some pornography. I don't need to take a lift. Very Homer Simpson of you. <laughs> you know, if you've been driving for sixty years of your life and all of a sudden you're not driving as well, but the removal of that takes away. A mobility and it takes yeah. away a certain sense of freedom and mm-hmm. independence. I'm sure it's just like you're holding on to it, like yeah, like you're holding on to the steering wheel. Because I I know that like my my grandfather went through this. Mm-hmm. He's 93 or four now, and I know that he hasn't been driving for a number of years. But I think it was very hard for him to give it up, even though it was, he eventually had to have like cataract surgery and all that stuff oh. too. It's like you get to a point where you just can't anymore. Yeah, and I think it's probably. 
hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sh- and and look, I'm I'm general. We're we're, we're generalizing on these oh, topics, right? I mean, there are I know people are in their seventies or even eighties who are probably better drivers than me, almost guaranteed. But another thing on his on his big rig yeah. application, there are other driver. people that are better drivers there than maybe me. Maybe ninety year old. He drives in a wall. Eighty-year-olds are driving better than me. Yeah, really, really selling myself here. Look, you've given us a lot of red flags, but we really need guys right now. <laughs> do you do speed? <laughs> yeah. The answer you... is maybe. Maybe. All I'm, right. not, I'm not sure which one you want All me right. to answer, but hey. But the point is that uh, we're generalizing. We're gener- making generalizations here, but there is more often than not when you see someone over a certain age. There may be some issues with them driving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think they would also might not even know, and or they be in denial about it? Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think that's the part that's a little bit scary. Is yeah. uh, make a pact. Let's make a pact. If the three of us get to the point where we, the other two of us, know we shouldn't be driving, <laughs> let's say something. <laughs> let's ask yeah. friends. Let's be there for yeah. each other. Give me your car keys permanently. Wait, right now? Yeah, right now. <laughs> Okay, uh, Winfield. Uh, this is something that happened that I think about often is it kind of goes back to like driving the same route to work every day or driving home. And at some point, you kind of start trying to find a quicker route home. You start getting off the freeway at a different exit halfway through, trying to outsmart oh, the freeway. The commute, yeah. you're, it's kind of like you're trying to self-ways your mm-hmm. way around it and it's never quite right. right. You're always faster and it's always more convenient just to stay on oh, a yeah. singular path than try to um I believe uh, our good friend Scott Jones described it as jazz driving. He does. <laughs> yeah. Scott does uh, a lot of jazz driving out there trying to get from one place to another trying to just be slightly faster when yeah. if you're arriving at 7:41 or 7:43 the two minutes that you have saved in your yeah. life does not make you more productive. It just means you've gotten someplace two minutes faster. But I know that, especially for him, um, who's a constantly late person, maybe those trying you're just trying to make up time. Right. Um, but I don't know. I always find myself thinking about it, I, or I did for a number of years. Like, well, if I got off here, I could go over the thing yeah. and around, and that would be a little bit faster. I can get back on this way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like Waze is trying to kill you? No. By by having making you could make left turns, un, unprotected left turns mm-hmm. onto major roads and trying to go straight across like Ventura Boulevard without a without a light. I don't know. I don't use Waze anymore because I found that I was because just getting it's trying more, to kill you. Because I was just getting more and more confused in an area that I don't know, and I don't do very well in areas that I don't know. Trying to find a street and yeah cash it at the right time and then it's it, it becomes like uh couldn't you have just have you had fine with a four i might have had the same commute you and scott had if you've had a commute that is parallel to the 101 yeah if you're on riverside sure yeah yeah looking at the 101 the whole time and i see okay uh blue honda and i are 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 in pace with each other and but no now i'm behind blue honda or now i'm ahead of blue honda i re- i remember thinking when I was doing that, that getting on or off the 101 was was for was a good thing at some 
point, mm. but in trying to hack it. But otherwise, yeah. That's what it is. It's a hack. You're yeah. trying to hack the freeway yeah. system to, oh, you know you know the right way to go. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you've driven this long enough that you know if you get off on, on uh, cold water and yeah. cut across, it's better than getting off on Laurel Canyon because of the light, that one light. Yeah. And then you're just like, no, it's, no. it's never, it's never good. My old boss had a theory about this, which at first I thought he was just being paranoid and kind of nuts about it. But the more I think about it, the more sense it makes. His theory was that Waze will purposely send you on really weird routes because they're trying to get, like get information about how long does it take if somebody goes here, 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 and here. Mm. Hmm. So we're going to send you on that, and you're going to be basically the guinea pig so we can collect enough data mm. so that we can then make have Waze make the right decisions. About oh. It. The Waze thing always um, bothered me, too, because... It was so much interaction with your phone while you were driving, yeah. like reporting things while you're moving on your phone. Type that leads to a collision. Yeah, that seemed like it, might as well just report a collision that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm 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 striking a car right now as I'm telling you where mm-hmm. where I'm striking. Have I heard a car. like be people who are in residential areas that are impacted by ways putting up fake, uh, like for residents residential street only type stuff or. or Putting up fake cop stop or like speeding or construction zones or things right. to, to make people stop driving in their neighborhood. Yeah. Like our street here. Uh, or uh, the You put up that fake cemetery the, or, to <laughs> scare people away. <laughs> the fake tombstones and everything. Yeah. Uh, we're on a very uh, well-trafficked uh, avenue. And if I had ways, I think I might put up like construction or something to try to pe- get people to not go down it. Halftime is where we are, and this is the time when I implore you to go back, download, rate, and review our past episodes on Apple, iTunes, Podcast Thingy, and Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Do us a solid, let people know that you liked it, and let people know about it by talking about it on the internet. You could even share your thoughts on what future episodes would be good for us to tackle on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Those would be good places to share those things. We are in our new year. You are in your new year, too, but we would love your ideas for future episodes. Past episode suggestors have been past podcasts. Oh, I almost said that correctly. Participants. (laughs) 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 Podcasts. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wish I had a podcast. That would be so cute. Podcasts. The Cats, the musical podcast. The Cats, the musical. Oh, so disturbing. So sexual. Uh, So, yeah. So do that. We would appreciate it. We don't know what the next episode is going to be. No, we don't have no, one. Okay. Okay. Could be, could be yours. Could be yours. The one you suggest. We're trying to be more Podcasts. spontaneous. Is something that yeah. someone who should be doing the scheduling says yeah. to get out of uh, saying why we don't have the next <laughs> episode uh, scheduled. Okay, so let's finish this episode. Let's get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, so this would be bloop. All right. You, so the next choice is <laughs> you're not bloop. <laughs> You're what, Richard. Is, what is happening? I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Bloop, please Mr. go ahead. Mr. Bloop. He was wearing a blue shirt. My, that Mr. Bloop was my father's name. <laughs> please. Call Mr. me Conrad. Mr. Bloop killed my mother. You son of a bitch. Oh, sorry. Um, my next choice is, wait, what was that noise? Mm. Uh, maybe, oh. again, this is me having driven two PT cruisers <laughs> in my life. But I am forever paranoid about like something is going to break on the car on at any second. Was mm. a PT Cruiser not a quality vehicle? No, it was not. Really? It was a piece of shit. Oh. Uh, if we ever do run a, one of Ryan Love's, uh, our friend and former guest, one of his suggestions was shitbox cars. Oh. 
I, I, I can guarantee you which one is going to go on. Oh. So, and, and maybe it's just because for a long time, you know, what we were able to afford were like kind of these yeah. secondary sort of like used sort of cars. So anytime I'm driving and I hear like a thump or oh. some sort of like anything that, that sounds like it's outside of the normal sounds you would hear or that's expect your, to hear. That's your conscience. Uh, the, te- the telltale, the tell, the telltale, telltale glove compartment. <laughs> telltale bump. <laughs> and so maybe I'm just having had a, spent enough thousands of dollars on car repairs at this point in my life. I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. So the CV joint to drop. And so anytime that any, uh, anytime a check engine light goes on, it's, Oh, well, there we go. That's going to be a thousand dollars. Even if it's like the gas cap was loose. Yeah. It turns out to be. So I'm I'm just so traumatized. I'm very, it's very much a PTSD situation (laughs) when it comes to me and cars. Yeah. Well, a PT PTSD. Oh wow! Do you have <laughs> you been Christ, healing? We put the PT and PTSD. How long have you not had the junker? Um, uh, you know, probably about four or five years. Okay, and so you're still not out of that. No, I think I think once you, it's almost it's almost like a mindset at okay. one point, and once you get into it, it's kind of hard to like train yourself to yeah. get out of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm constantly always paranoid about just that something is going to go wrong, mm-hmm. and God forbid I hear something. Yeah, like it's that's out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. That convinces me that's what that is, and then I will spend the next two weeks trying to hear replicate that sound again. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Winfield. Uh, my next choice is there should be some sort of standardized flashing light communication protocol between cars, because I want to make driving easier, have simpler communication, maybe. Uh, saying thank you. You know, there's really no flashing lights for saying thank you for whatever yeah. they've done. You're suggesting semaphore or some, some sort of... Some sort of car light flashing. Maybe if there's two mm-hmm. buttons that operate the individual lights on either side. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, mm-hmm. obviously, on either side of your car. And you just learn the language. Maybe saying thank you. Maybe saying, okay, let's swap lanes at the same time. Some person, yeah. Someone's in the number three lane and they want to go to the number two, and you're the number two, want to go to yeah. three, and you just like coordinate, synchronize, lane swap, beautiful. Or maybe you just want to tell the person that, listen, I've got four coffees in my front seat <laughs> and a little holder, yeah. and I'm driving a little slowly, so just give me a break mm-hmm. if I'm you know, not up to your Coffee speed. on board. Coffee on board. Yeah. Yes. So, but I would love that there, because there's nothing. You Better way to, well, we can, we, can, we can tell when we're mad at each other. You could the be horn like, and the horn. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, if you give a thumbs up to somebody, they're going to assume you're being sarcastic. Yeah. The closest we have to any sort of communication is like you're driving and someone's coming and it's nighttime and someone's coming towards you and you give like the little flash of the lights to let them know that their lights are off and they don't mm-hmm. know. And the greatest feeling is as you see them pass you in the, in like the rear view mirror, that their <laughs> lights go on, you're like, what a hero. God, yeah. What a hero yeah. you are. I saved that person's life. Well, I would say the other thing is if, you know, if you're trying to like get in to get over somewhere mm-hmm. and a person lets you over, give the little wave. That's the, the, that's wave, the yeah. other that's the other communication yeah, there, that can happen. There could be a, a lights but a, a standard yeah. light thing that yeah. you can that you can just like you're driving you're just mm-hmm. like did it thank you. So I'd, I'd like to point out that you are you are you think that using ways takes up too much of your your 
con- your your focus. Mm. But you would like to have this complex system of hitting no, buttons just, and lights that you have to translate. Your hands are on the steering wheel. But then well. you have to look at it and be like, okay, what is two dots and a line on the a dash on the right? It could even be voice activated. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, sure, that sounds good too. Yeah, like you like like how the taxis in Vegas have like the little like marquees. You could just sort of maybe you can just speak whatever you want to say, oh, yeah. and it would pop up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as soon as like all of our cars are attached to the five G, yeah, you know, network, and we're all communicating and synced mm-hmm. up to the cloud, and I can just yeah. say, uh, you know, uh, Civic uh, in front of me. Yeah, uh, thank you, and then they just get the little scroll that yeah. says thank you, and you're just like, I'm saying until we get the driverless cars, it's going to be a long time, right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be 20 years probably before that's all prevalent, do you think? Sure. I think. I mean, it's not, it's not something that's going to happen tomorrow. But why aren't we communicating better with each other, especially like navigation systems that'll require you to enter in landmarks or caution things? Like when I lived in Minneapolis, if there was some way to signal where black ice was on the road, that would have been a lifesaver. You know, if there was some way, something in the middle of your, if you were going to hit the horn anyway, if you hit it lighter, just tapped it lighter, would that be able to indicate or send some information up to a satellite that sends it out to everybody else in the world? Yeah, I mean, there's something that we're like, you know, that's that's there. There is an easy communication, you know, two lights flashing and you know, oh, thank you. Yeah. Or like, whatever it is, I think there's, I think there's an easy thing to do within... Uh-huh. Within the realm of what we already have, rather than waiting for technology to yeah. catch up to it. Agreed. So you know, uh, you uh, language scientists, get on it. Get on it. Come on, linguists. All right, Ben, Freddie, your All last. Right. One. My last one is: Hey, look at that dog. <laughs> because I can be having the shittiest day possible, and I'm in my car and I'm pissed off. I'm really yeah. depressed. I'm really like down about something. And I see like a big golden retriever with its head out the window. Yeah. With the wind blowing in its face and it's just tongue sticking out. Yeah, nothing better than a dog in a car. I'm feeling pretty I'm feeling pretty good all the time. I'm so happy this dog was in the car, not out in the freeway. I will have to say that there is a size of the dog. There's a part where like the dog sticking its head out of the window does become uh nerve wracking. Uh, the yeah. tiny dogs I'm like what are you doing? Sucked out the window. Wind comes along and yeah. Or, or there is that that corollary, which is the that dog's going to run out. Mm, yeah. We had a, a friend of ours whose dog got out recently. Um, was in driving in a car, and the dog just sort of like got spooked by something and jumped out the window. I think and took took off. Uh, so there, I do worry about this. Yeah. But le- I less worry about it and more just sort of am have my heart warmed by seeing. How happy a dog would yeah. be. There's nothing happier than a dog in a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's wonderful. But if you blow in their face, they get upset. <laughs> that's true. What's so weird? Dogs. Dogs. All right, Winfield. Um, my last one is uh, the person that you want to get a ticket for speeding or tailgating or driving like a maniac never will. Yeah. But if you have like a broken tail light or like a light that needs to be replaced, you are getting pulled over. Immediately, there is no there is no avoiding it. Yeah, the cops will sit on a easy fifty dollar fix it ticket, but you never see the person yeah. that's just like speeding through, and you're just like, H- get them. Yeah, get them. I thought of this recently. Um, 
I guess semi recently where Richard, you pointed out that I had like a tail light out in my car and I didn't get it fixed immediately. I didn't get a ticket, but I was so constantly thinking about it until I did right. that I was just expecting it every moment. I was just like, Oh my god, the cops are gonna get me. Yeah. I'm oh no, I've so, got a, I'm so worried. I've got a brake light out in my car right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 kicking myself that I didn't get a fix this weekend because I'm sure I'm gonna get a ticket hundred mm-hmm. percent. But, but the person that there's gonna be someone that like zooms by you at eighty miles an hour on the side yeah. street that you're like, ah, get them. Yeah, get Where that dude. To get that guy. Yeah. One time that happened where I actually saw, and this was going oh, on wow, beautiful on the grapevine, um, where we saw somebody zoom past us and like almost cut us off and mm. you know it's a little racy sports car doing 100 and then about five miles later we saw a cop on the side of the road and they got him yeah. i was just like it was such like a cathartic feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes sometimes the system works and like i don't know if i'm just like a goody goody rule follower yeah it's just like I, I don't want to risk it and now that i have a child too all of my any sort of like expectation that i will Speed has been dropped to like nothing. It's just yeah. like, oh no, I'm, what's the, what well, is no. the point? Yeah. But uh, I always, there's always some guy driving way too fast and you're just like, get him. I, somebody, yeah. find, where, For where me, are the speeders, they? I almost feel like the speeders are going to get what's coming to them eventually, but it's the people you just want to drive in front of you and cut you off to go to wherever they act like. They're clueless. They pretend to be clueless to the people at the front. Yeah, you know who they're trying to cut in front of to get to the on ramp off ramp. What do you call that? Illegal, not illegal merging or what? What, what is it? Where the Being person an asshole? They're not waiting in line to do the thing. Oh, they're not zippering. They're properly. cutting. Yeah, they're cutting ahead yeah. to, to get ahead of those few people. There is that also that really nice feeling though is when like someone's like been speeding up and trying to get around you, mm-hmm. and then like they're in a lane next to you, and then you go ahead of them. Oh yeah, you feel like. I yes. Round one to me. Yes. Take that. All right, dudes. This is going to be totally, 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 totally um, arbitrary. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad we've got him to yeah. like to, to admit it finally. Yeah. yeah. I I kind of this was an interesting thing to start off with. Uh, the best car to drive behind you. Is you because it made me this most ex- existential thing I've heard in a long time. That you find your car equivalent and you should go drive in front or behind them. That's fascinating to me. I think about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's oh, fascinating. I want to see a snake of uh, like a, a half mile convoy of Toyota Corollas <laughs> yeah. because everyone realizes this yeah. at the same time. This is the best. This is the way. Um, shouldn't there be an age limit on driving? That would make the world safer. Um, I also really like, hey, I might like to be a truck driver. I love that, Because <laughs> that's what's on the brochure, I think, in the truck driver hiring. When, when you call the number, the 800 number, yeah. it says, hey, you want to be a truck driver? Howdy, friend. I'm Chet Atkins. I don't know. What the hell? Chet, Kat, Chet Atkins. <laughs> He's been Guitarist dead for, Chet Atkins. He's been dead for 20 wow. years. <laughs> um, and then person you want to get caught. Never gets caught because that's at the end of the existential quandary. It's like really <laughs> it's just recognizing revenge. your fate. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has been the Mount Rushmore. Beep, beep. <laughs> Truck driver Richard over here. <laughs> Come back. Who doesn't? Who Come doesn't, back, good buddy. Who doesn't want to have the horn? Yeah. Control the horn. <laughs> who 
wouldn't want that? That's an engine. Isn't that an engineer thing? Though we're doing that like that's an engineer. Yeah. That's an engineer's horn. The pulling down, let it be known. Okay. That Richard and I are both pulling down an imaginary string, right? Right. I don't know if that's actually how it works. You don't think the truck driver has like a... Like, Anymore in 2020? He's got like a button on yeah, his steering wheel. Or something. That or it's Bluetooth. Or he just thinks it. He just thinks it. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael.